Letters from a Lonely Flyboy is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to another episode of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy, where my brother Clint and I will share letters from our father, Air Force pilot Chuck Cathcart, to our mother Renee in the early 1960s. These letters were written while our father was stationed in Osan, South Korea for 12 months. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy. Oops, not 19. This is episode 20. I forgot to change that in the doc. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) we are your hosts. I'm Kelly Dennis. And I'm Clinton Cathcart. And thank you for joining us as we continue on this journey described by our father through his letters home. The letters in this episode begin on October 28th, 1961, and Clint is going to read that first letter. Okay, so this letter is dated 28 October. Hi, honey. Got a letter again today. Again, the only one in the office who did. I'm not so sure you shouldn't take Dink in to look at some of the bikes with you. I'm sure he feels he will get another, and even though you don't have to tell him when, he'll certainly suspect that as Christmas Christmas draws closer. He might like something different or may prefer something not quite so elaborate. About this stage of the game, I'm sure he's thinking basically about transportation rather than the extras, though he might like some of them. I see now why the check from U.S. services was for $54, since that looks like the going price. I do think you ought to check the BX at Luke and then go ahead and put it on layaway somewhere. Glad you found a record player for him at that price. I mean, I'm glad you didn't have to pay too much. We're going to the tape route rather than the stereo record route. Honestly, I've heard the same things on both, and for some reason, the tape always sounds just a little better. I even know which tape deck I'm going to buy. The make is Sony. runs about $175. Stereo, really without extra speakers. Built-in amplifier and and etc. It has plugs for the larger external speakers and can, of course, be run through a stereo amplifier. The end result I want is this tape deck plus a combination amplifier and an FM tuner and the speakers. The total here will run about $250, less cabinet and recording turntable to tape records. The whole unit, when put in a cabinet, won't be nearly the size of votes, and will sound better. Actually, the cabinet will only be as large as we feel we want for storage. I've listened to a number of setups here. 
all stereo, tapes, record players, etc., and really feel that we would enjoy this most. I'm so convinced that I think I'll start buying a few of the really good tapes on the market now so we don't miss them, even though it will be some time before we can afford the tape deck, etc. Just a tape deck unit alone, at least this particular one, puts out some real fine music. I think we should get it in the carrying case so that we can remove the basic deck from the cabinet and carry it with us on trips. As you might be able to tell, this type of stereo impresses me, and I know, I know it would you too. I'm going to hate to see the guy le leave that lives in the next room. He has a preference for the quiet type of music that I like, though he has all kinds, Shelley, Berman, etc. I'm sure Christmas will be considerably less exciting for both of us, but we have to, or you do anyway, go through the motions for the kids. I'm not going to Japan next week. I really wanted to look for a few small things there, like the fly rod I promised, Inc. think I'll call Don Hawkins and ask him to examine them and let me know. I will be going back to Seoul Tuesday and Saturday next week to meetings. Hope for a little golf, naturally. I'll check carefully there for some things. I'm sure I told you about the night I spent talking to Alex. I don't think you've got the letter. Occasionally I get one of yours and after some you've written previously. I'm sure you miss... I, mi I sure miss you and the troops getting meaner by the day. I love you, C. <laughs> All right. So did you get to pick out your new bike? You know, I don't, I don't recall. <laughs> um, I, I think I did. Okay. Um, and I, and as dad had guessed, um, I wasn't so interested in fluff as I was something just pretty, pretty um, standard, pretty. And of course the bicycles had improved over time. So, so, um, even just a standard bicycle would be better than the standard was yesterday. So sure. that's the, the, the nature of technology. Do you know what the OS services were? The, they got it, the check it was, it's U.S. services. He's, it's, oh. He was referring to USAA. That was the insurance company. Oh, okay. Okay. I misread that. <laughs> okay. And so they did pay uh, for the stolen bike. Oh, so, fantastic. Um, and he said $54 looks like the going price. And that would have been... A pretty fair amount of money for a bicycle back in those days. Yeah. I would have gotten a pretty decent bike. Oh, nice. So dad sounds really enthusiastic about the kind of uh, tape player he wants, and he's really trying to talk mom into it, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he really he really had time to study the situation, look him over. And when and I remember what, what he does come home with is he came home with two custom-made speakers, great big speakers. They, they, um, the cabinets oh, were wow. built for him and everything, and a, apparently got a really good price on those. He, um, he came home with a Sony tape deck, but also um, or access, a tape uh, recorder, player. Um, it would record and play, and then he had a tape deck as well that would just play so he could play tapes and um, record them because he borrowed a lot of tapes while he was there and recorded them. And that's how he did it. Oh, okay. And he came home with, um, I probably close to a hundred uh, three hour tapes. Okay. You, you still have those, don't you? We do. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. And did you end up getting a fly rod for Christmas? Do you remember? I got a fly rod, but I don't recall if it were for Christmas. Um, it might've been for my birthday. I do know that I had it, um, to use that following summer okay. when we were back up in Montana. Oh, nice. Anything else yeah. for the good of this, uh, this letter? Um, 
I can't think of anything. Obviously, he's he's um, borrowing a lot of tapes from the guy uh, in the next ne- one of the next rooms, and and um, he's um, uh, like I say, he that's where he got a lot of his material to record. So had a lot of good um, music, um, not just um, pop music, but uh, classical and jazz and all kinds of stuff. Boy, that had to have been really nice. Oh yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go in on. Ahead and read the next letter. This one is Sunday, 29 October. Hi, honey. Hit the jackpot on the mail today. A letter from you and the film, plus a letter from Mom and one from Denny. Thought you might be interested in Denny's. I don't understand why you've only gotten one letter in a week. Only one, the only day I missed was writing was the night Alex was here. There's obviously a bad delay somewhere. Don't know what I can do, but I will check through the post office anyway. I use only the airmail envelopes to be sure they don't make any mistakes there. The film wasn't or isn't as good as the first roll, but I sure enjoyed it anyway. It was much better after dark. The sideways shots of the countryside are interesting. You have already made the right decision on the bike as far as for Dink as far as I'm concerned, and the shopping around is really a good idea. I think maybe we'll be a little surprised to find out what he really wants. Maybe not to, but I've got a hunch. I didn't think the Sours would go with the unit. I didn't think Sours would go with the unit. I don't imagine Mary is too happy about it. Mom said that the new baby, Jim's, is getting along real well, though he'll have to wear a brace for some time yet, I gather. She sent their address, so I guess I'll drop them a line. 1530 South Baldwin, Lake Orion, Michigan. I'll start flying the L20s again Wednesday. It'll give me something else to do, and as I said, might prove handy. Sure hope the mail straightens out. I know your letters mean an awful lot at this end, and they have been coming through pretty well. I would like to see a little bit more of you in the next film, please. Kelly didn't really get carried away with the cake. I sure miss you. I love you. C. And he also, Dad also include, included the letter that Denny sent him in um, along with this letter. And so um, there... It looks like the mail system is just, you know, continuing to give Dad all kinds of problems. At least Dad hit the jackpot that day with the films and everything. Oh, yeah. It sounds like uh, Mom might have put the camera down on its side without turning it off. That's the sideways view of the country. <laughs> I think kind of that, that's what he's, uh, where he's going with that, yeah. Yeah, oh, well, you know, the Mom the filmmaker, but I'm sure he enjoyed it anyway. <laughs> oh, that yeah. must have been a lot of fun. So do you know what he means in, in the line that he writes about Sowers? Oh, um, I think um, Sowers' unit got transferred to, um, boy, I don't know. I, the, the unit that he was with, I think they might have gotten moved over either to Okinawa or it could have been um, um, uh, Korea. But um for whatever reason, he didn't think Sowers was going to have to go with that unit, that he would get a transfer to a different unit. So That didn't work out. That's too bad. Yeah. So Grandma Cathcart must have told Dad about our cousin Clyde um, having to wear a leg brace. No, that was John. Oh, John. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, Clyde was, by this time, Clyde is... Um, oh, okay. Oh, probably five. No, he's, he's yeah, maybe eight years old, nine years old, something like that. And John... John... Um, I think actually was born with a problem with his foot 
or it could have been he got bitten by a rattlesnake up there in Michigan. Oh my gosh! Um, when uh, I'm trying to think if that were the time, um, okay. but anyway, it, whatever uh, he the the brace and everything worked out um, really well. Uh, he suffered no long term ill effects from the no, from sure, the, his problem. Sure didn't. <laughs> he did pretty well. Yep. Okay, Dad's sure disappointed in my uh, birthday birthday cake reaction. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that. apparently they were figuring that you were going to really dive in and and everything, but you you didn't. Um, and we have one after this. Well, no, this was before this. Uh-huh. Uh, when we were in Virginia, they set you up in a high chair with a cake, and you basically touched it and thought it was messy and kind of just <laughs> that's, that's as far as you went. You didn't really really um, get into it. Yeah, no, I wasn't thrilled about te- touching that kind of stuff. I remember that. No, no. Okay, and um, so we uh, we have this letter from Denny. Um, is there anything that you want to share about what he what Denny has to say? Yeah, uh, of course, Denny is a, a nickname for a fellow who by the name of Morgan A. Dinsmore, they, he and his wife uh, had a place up by um, Essex, by our place, mm-hmm. um, a roadhouse, a bar, cafe, gift shop, um, that sort of thing. They had a few cabins. Um, and um, it burned down in, um, uh, there was a, they were, they had fuel uh, and they were, they were getting fuel uh, in March of 61. And um, there was a, I don't know if the guy didn't have a drag chain or what, but there was apparently a spark and, and the whole place went up. And so um, he's talking about um, um, he's talking about two things here. One is, as far as he can find out, the stretch through here won't be lit until '63. What they're talking about is the new highway. Cause, okay. Because when he built, re, when he rebuilt his place, he rebuilt it knowing that uh, the front door would become the back door because uh, the old highway was still on the back side of this, on the, on the south side of the building. Okay. But they were going to, um, straighten the highway and shoot through his property, get some of our property. So he's kind of bringing dad up to date as far as, um, when that work is going to happen there. And he's talking about the liquor control board is getting nervous. They want to know what his plans are. Is he going to rebuild or what? Sure. They want to know what to do with the license. Um, and um, they, since the old place, they lived upstairs over the bar. Um, they no longer have that. So they moved their old cabin number eight. Um, um, uh, and they're they're going to move into it for the time being. They generally did not spend the winter there. And um, since we're talking about yeah. a letter in, in October, November, um, he know, it looks like he's going to spend, spend the winter there. He and Kate were going to spend the winter there. Um Mainly, I think getting everything done, getting the paperwork done, getting it, uh, everything ready to go for rebuilding. Because he mentions that a little bit further down, okay. um, you know, about um, they don't have quite yet have a settlement, but um, he he looks for some action before some time before long. So okay, well, and that was nice of Denny to keep Dad up to date. I mean, I know they were friends, but also their properties bordered each other, mm-hmm. and so he's that, absolutely us know what's and, going on. And I know Denny knew that Dad, you know, had given some thought about buying the place from Denny when Denny wanted to retire. Um, so you know, I mean, he's trying to keep him up to date on everything that's going on there and what 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 you know what's what's 
possible, what's not possible, and so forth and so on. Okay. You want to go on and read then uh, letter number three in this episode. So actually okay. letter number 67 that we're up to. There you go. So this letter is dated Monday, 30th October. Hi, honey. No mail today. I've seen the films again several times and showed them to Miss Pack this evening. She really gets a kick out of them, jumps up and down, laughs so hard, she <laughs> darn near cries. She knew they were here, of course, since she saw the projector in here again. The professor I told you about that lives here, Dr. Roberts, uh, has about changed his mind on adopting a baby over here. His wife is in Japan, no children, and they have been thinking of adopting a Japanese baby. He now says he thinks they'll wait till they get home and try to find one like Kelly. I told him there weren't any more, but I guess he'll try to find the next best one thing. Going to Seoul again tomorrow. Planning to play golf, too. Have to go to a meeting at 1100. Leaving here at 0600 and should be able to get in at least nine holes before I have to go to the silly thing. The boss is in Japan where I should be. So I won't have him to bother with anyway. If the meeting doesn't last too long, I may get some more in afterwards. The weather didn't look too good tonight, but it doesn't have to be extra special. Wrote to Stevens tonight, uh, tonight too, and wasn't really very polite. I guess I just wanted them to move the house, and I'm convinced that it can be moved. Dropped a note to the folks, too, so I've been busy writing. Still have to get a line off, though, to Jim and Donna and Denny, too. We'll get them in this week. We'll watch the film one more time and sleep on it. Sure miss you, all of you. I love you, see. Okay. So Miss Pack likes the films. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun description of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like a film of a little kid? Right. Well, you know, I was yeah. uh, I was a particularly good film, you know, film star at the time, evidently. Yes. yes. And uh, the interesting comment, too, about Dr. Roberts. Yeah, um, you know, and, and he's, um, he, of course, he's, he teaches um, English there, I guess. Um, um, but he, um, um, you know, he was staying in one of the rooms there in that same, same Quonset hut area. Oh, okay. And, um, and apparently his, he and his wife were um, thinking about a, adopting a child, so. Okay. And still trying to get that house sold. Boy, Dad's, you know, doing yeah. everything he can from, you know, uh, across the world there. Well, they're making a house payment. Yeah, they're trying to, you know, get out from underneath that. They don't need that. I know how that is. <laughs> That's not fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, no, no. sounds like he's uh, pretty busy uh, doing a lot of writing, too, to folks and uh, Jim and Donna and Denny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was quite the letter writer. Yeah, well, that was... That was nice for us, boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay, so not a whole lot to talk about in that one. I'm going to go on, on and uh, read letter number four in this episode. And this one is dated Tuesday, th 31 October. Hi, honey. Excuse the fancy paper, but I'm out again and didn't get to the BX before it closed. Didn't get back from Seoul, in fact, in fact until almost 8 p.m., and did get to play some golf. Didn't do quite as well as last time, but had to rush, which always makes a difference. No mail today, but can't complain because it's been coming in regular lately. I fly the L-20 tomorrow morning. These guys have really been dragging their feet, starting to check me out again. But I had George give them a call and get them moving. I want to get the complete checkout before the weather gets too cold for me to get any personal use out of it. I now have a stereo and tape deck and two speakers in my room, plus about 60 or 70 tapes. Don't panic. I haven't gone off the deep end. 
The civilian that has the room next to mine is going to Japan for about two weeks and thought that things would be safer in my room. I can use the equipment all I want. Our, and it sure is wonderful. I'm sure I'm listening to a real fine tape now. 1001 Strings Play the Blues. I really think this is the answer for us. I know you'd enjoy it, as I said before. Saw old Robert Edinburgh today. He's with the advisory group here and stationed with the ROK Air Force up at Kempo. I got a small present for both you and Kelly yesterday at the BX. Guess I should make Christmas presents of them, but I think I'll mail them to you soon. It was payday, of course, and crowded as it could be, so I didn't get a chance to look for a fly rod for Dink. Maybe since I got the watch, I'll try to get the fly rod for his birthday. I sure do miss my troops. I love you. C. And so he's uh, enthusiastic about golf and flying in this one. Oh, yeah. So I wonder why it's taken him, why they're dragging their feet on getting him um, checked out again. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, um, maybe time or, you know, whatever. Uh, again, he's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pool to get into an aircraft. Um, cause he's not, he doesn't have an assigned aircraft. He's not, he's not assigned there as a pilot. So he has to grab one from a pool. And so maybe, you know, it's hard to say why, but there it's just, and it may be that they're not really dragging their feet so much as it's just taking longer than he wants it to. Yeah. It does sound like that's the case. So he's happy about uh, getting to borrow that stereo equipment. Oh, yeah. That's got to be nice. Do you remember Robert Edinburgh? I don't. Um, okay. It just, you know, there's a, it's a name there. Just one of the people they, they knew. And um, he's with the uh, MAG group, the advisory group. And he's stationed with the Republic of Korea Air Force up at Kimpo. Oh, Republic of Korea Air Force. Rock, yep. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay, I, I was going to ask you what that was. That's good. Um, so I was wondering what the presents were for me and mom. I, was that uh, the matching pajamas, maybe? I, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. And he was just thinking, well, he'd go ahead and, instead rather than hold them for Christmas, he'd just go ahead and send them. Yeah. And he must have, because I seem to remember there were some pictures around Christmas time with both of you in them. Yeah, that I seem to remember those, too. Okay. So uh, anything else for the good of the episode? I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, and we're going to sign off then. Thank you so much for listening today. Please join us next time when we find out just how deeply Dad feels about his marriage and his family. If you have comments or feedback you'd like to share, you can reach us on Instagram at Lonely Flyboy or email us at lettersfromalonelyflyboy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, that's going to be it for now. I'm Kelly Dennis. And I'm Clinton Cathcart. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. We would love your feedback. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can reach us on Instagram at Lonely Flyboy. Can't wait to see you on the next episode of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy.